Welcome into the Hustle Show podcast, March Madness edition. We are one day away from the Tournament of 64. We are talking on Wednesday afternoon, of course. Uh, we got the play-in games, but Thursday and Friday, arguably the two best sports betting days on the calendar upon us. We are brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Guys, go check them out, vivatequilaseltzer.com. Viva, we flavored our tequila seltzer because flavor, the spice of life, and we like to live our lives like we like our drinks, and that is with a kick. Check it out, vivatequilaseltzer.com. Hustle20 as the promo code takes 20% off your order and powered by wagertalk.com. You're looking for the best free live odds in the industry. That's wagertalk.com, the live odds screen, and it's the most up-to-date live odds out there. We got Kelly Stewart, Adam Trigger, Chris Thurston. I am Drew Martin. We're jam-packed with picks here, guys, for the next two two uh, days. Going around the horn here, Kelly Stewart at Kelly in Vegas on Twitter, Barstool Sportsbook, wagertalk.com. Kelly, welcome in. Happy Wednesday afternoon to you. Hey, thanks, Drew. This is my sixth show. Uh, so uh -oh. pardon my makeup, my hair, my mental fortitude, and my dogs eating in the background. Uh, <laughs> as of right now, I can hear Coco slamming her face, the flat one, into the bowl. Uh, that being said, uh, life is really good. The next four days are going to be fucking awesome. I cannot wait. We're going to be in, I'm going to be, for the first time in 15 years, I'm going to be on my couch instead of in a Vegas sports book. That's pretty crazy. So excited for uh, a, a more relaxed uh, Thursday, Friday. Then I'm going to meet you and Joe on uh, Saturday in Orlando to watch, uh, what will that be? The round of 32. Yes. So that's going to be exciting. And then I'm flying up to New York to meet CT Betts. We're going to Hoboken, just outside of New York City. Uh, we're going to host a Viva event to watch uh, the Sweet 16 and then possibly uh, the Elite Eight. We'll see uh, what ends up happening there. One of the busiest pre people in this industry. That's Kelly Stewart. All and another guy that's really busy. That's Adam Trigger. He's been hitting games all over. And uh, – Kelly talking about going to the round of 32. Part of it was due to uh, Adam Trigger's ticket handicap, which is always <laughs> important. You know, when to when to buy, when to sell those tickets when you're going to the NCAA tournament. Check him out at wagertalk.com. Trig, I know you're excited, buddy. Welcome on in. Yeah, I can't wait, Drew. It's the best weekend of the year. It's not even close. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. And yeah, I've been doing this for years. I always try to go to the round of 32. It, it's I'd rather be in the in the book or watching. I want to be able to watch all the games on the first two days. Round of 32, people bite off more than they can chew. This happens every year. They buy the entire session, right, the, the Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday. And then what happens is either people just get tired. They were at, like, a full day of games. Or their team gets knocked out, and they sell the tickets for the round of 32. You can always find them. CT and I are going to go to Albany, New York. Uh, first of all, we have our little meet and greet. So if you are around, Chris and I are going to be at Turning Stone, Verona, New York, uh, for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with Mark Zeno, who comes on the show often, uh, Brian Power from Wager Talk, some others from Wager Talk. I think Ralph is actually coming. Uh, Ralph Michaels is going to be there. Is Jeff, he? I know he I'm was having sure. a hard time. Uh, I think to they there. are. I, let's Good. put it this way. There's going to be a bunch of us there. Um, Listen, I was going to be there if Casey went to Albany. Uh, but one, after in, one in eight chance. Yeah, well, we after one seeing the chance. snow that was there yesterday, I'm really glad I get to go to the games in Orlando instead. Yeah, got a foot and a half of snow in Albany. But listen, it's the Northeast. It's already cleaned up. It's just it's just normal up here. But anyway, 
we're going to be hanging out. CT and I are going to be going to the, the round of 32 in Albany on Sunday. It should be a great weekend. And, Cal, I, I, I feel I'm sad. This is the first time in a couple of years I'm not going to see you and Drew Martin for this week. But I could not be happier that I'm not going to be in Las Vegas. I'm not going to lie. I know CT is smirking because he's getting ready to say that too. Unfortunately for him, he is stuck with you this weekend, uh, but that's a whole other. <laughs> I don't know, we guys. Got a crew, I think though. I'm the only person that's a fan of Las Vegas during March Madness. I love that town pretty much Drew, all year we round. We don't even see you. I'm at breakfast after doing my first show at 6 a.m. Pacific with CT. Ariel's filming me counting money because it was such a bloodbath day one. And I got to pay out money. I got to borrow money. I got to send a, Z- a Venmo here and a Zelle there. Because I'm out of cash day one. That is a fucking problem. Vegas is a problem when you're there and it is just it is just everywhere. It is the every screen, every game. You look over at Trig, Trig's on one side, CTN on another. We don't even see you till three o'clock. So, no, I don't want to hear about how much you love Las Vegas when you're relaxing in your jacuzzi hot tub room, which I ended up having to do by day three because I wanted to die. If you guys saw the video of us at the pool, because round of 32, I was like, listen, let's go to the pool. We all need some vitamin D, get some fresh air. Everybody sat in the cabana like this with the fade, you guys, miserable. Ariel and I rewatched that video in Napa, and I'm like, God, I'm so glad I'm not in Vegas. Like, it is death. It is hell on earth. I get it, Kelly. It's just, uh, hey, you got to kind of, Vegas is usually a marathon, not a sprint. Sort of like this episode of The Hustle, guys. We're already over five minutes, and we don't even have last, certainly not least, CTBet16 on Twitter. Chris Thurston in the house. He knows Viva Tequila Seltzer. CT Bets, I know you're excited, buddy. Welcome on in. Drew, it's good to be here. A little flustered. I'm leaving tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Uh, the Jeep uh, pulls out of Swampscott, Massachusetts, and heads to Trig, uh, to Turning Stone. So lots ah. to do before uh, before I leave tomorrow morning. Couldn't uh, find this important email I was looking for. Uh, couldn't get my AirPods to work, and we didn't have enough time for Kelly to explain it to me before we started. But other than that, this will be the first uh, weekend in three years, I think, that I haven't seen you guys. Um, well, this is, I think, my fourth uh, first weekend of March Madness with Trig. Uh, keep the tradition going. And uh, I'm ready uh, to cash some tickets, Drew, and dive into uh, the games here. So let's get to it. Let's get after it, guys. I'm excited for it. We're Big 12 heavy in terms of conference affiliation on this show. And uh, we got Matt in the house saying Sikkim Bears. We also got Jacob saying CT, Trig, and Drew. Are you guys going to uh, post your brackets on Twitter? I will. I'm sure CT and uh, Trig are open to it as well. Kelly already did at Kelly in Vegas. But I will say this about the big. Drew, listen, when you guys post it, this is how you find the fades. Everybody tells you how stupid you are that Iona can't possibly beat UConn. And there's no way Baylor's going to the final four. And I'm an idiot for taking West Virginia. It's the best. It, I, I never thought about doing it previously. I'm going to do it every year now. Can right. I answer that I'm question, insight Drew? into the public brain. I will not be posting a bracket because I don't fill one out. I haven't filled one out in years. I don't intend to fill one out this year. But, Jacob, I will tell you who I have futures tickets on. Because let, let's get be honest, like the bracket is essentially you still pretty much need to hit the, the team to win. So yeah, why like I don't even want to bother with trying to fill a bracket out and get like these matchups in my head. CT and I just bet a bunch of futures tickets. We got a bunch of great numbers. We've been putting them in all year. I think we have like what, like six or so, Chris? Six or seven. And I, yeah. 
I love all of them. So we'll 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 give them out on the show at some point before the end of the show. Okay. Well, um, guys, let's get into it. Uh, we got a jam-packed show full of picks coming to you for both Thursday, Friday, any futures out there. We are Big 12 heavy here. And what about the stat? The Big 12 going for three straight national championships, first time in over 30 years here. I don't know, guys. It, 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 they got a lot of teams in. We'll see how they do. Um, Kelly, what, what are we thinking? Thursday, Friday, Big 12 futures you liking? Uh, I have no futures bets, Drew. Uh, like okay. Adam not doing – uh, any of the brackets. I barely do any as well. Listen, I've never been a big futures better. Every once in a while, I'll have one. I may have a couple season win totals during college football season, but college basketball is unfortunately like third tier for me. And, and while these guys were texting in our group saying, hey, take Texas at this number, I log in and it's gone. And so if I don't have a 35 to one in pocket with these guys or I snooze and I eh, maybe I don't like their opinion and then now I like it later. It's kind of one of those uh, things where I just didn't end up getting to the window with anything. But as far as like what my predictions are, final four is just horrendous. It is Baylor, Duke, Kansas, Houston. Like, can it get any like chalkier? It's just gross. Oh like God. I'm really disappointed in myself at that <laughs> standpoint, but I, that's the problem. I'm looking like, this is my note sheet, right? From like this week, it's just all over the place. The last thing I need to do is be worried about hedging futures bets because we all know that Trigg's regretting not hedging some of his conference future bets. <laughs> yeah, CT bets, man. Uh, picks Thursday and Friday are, are futures. Who do you see in the final four? I, I, I'm like pretty much contradictory of Kelly. I got uh, what a four UConn in the final four, and I got a seven Texas A&M in the final four. So if that if that happens, I'm looking real pretty. Although it's likely not going to happen, man. But what are you thinking? Yeah, Drew. Um, I, like Trick said, I, I my bracket has a bunch of scratches uh, all over it because I don't fill out a bracket. I only do one kind of for myself because I'm big in survivor pools um, for this tournament. I've done pretty well in them in the past. So I, my bracket is, is kind of a mess. It's just for my own, um, you know, well-being and to kind of see where I'm at uh, throughout the survivor pool. But I'll give you a, um, kind of a, a sweet to make the sweet, sweet 16 uh, over one and a half wins that Trig and I bet uh, last night out at a, a sports book in uh, in Las Vegas here. And uh, I got a little breakdown on it, Drew. So I'll, I'll give it out here. And it's Marquette to make the sweet 16 or over one and a half wins as it's the same thing, Drew. Um, and consensus line uh, around minus 135 uh, out there. So um, we all know, you know, Marquette's their biggest weakness. It's their inability to rebound and, and play tough down low, right? They've been out rebounded in 10 straight games now, I think it is. Um, to, to end the season here. And they also rank 264th in offensive rebounding, and they only average seven and a half boards a game. So that's uh, kind of a problem here, but they are one of the hottest teams in the country uh, heading into the big dance here. And luckily for them, they draw Vermont in the first round. That's a team that's full of guards um, that play around the perimeter, right? Uh, the Golden Eagles should have no trouble neutral neutralizing that. Um, the cats also allow opponents to shoot 34 and a, and a half percent from deep golden Eagles shoot 34, uh, 0.8% from downtown. And they attempt about 26 threes per game here, uh, for Vermont to win this game, drew, they're going to have to outshoot Marquette, uh, to win this game, to see the 15 over the two. 
I don't see that happening, right? So next up, right, you get the winner of Andy Enfield's uh, UST Trojans and Tom Izzo's Michigan State Spartans, right? Everybody loves Tom Izzo in March. That's all I – it's feel like that's all I hear every single year going into March Madness. Izzo in March, Izzo in March. All right, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got a ton of Final Four appearances. Uh, I think it was only three – it was three years ago that they lost in the Final Four. The last two years, I think it was a first-round exit and a second-round exit here. Um I think like Marquette, a lot of their su- success, it, it's because they're how unselfish they are, Drew, right? They're filled, not to mention, they're, they're filled with a ton of capable scores. It's not just coming from one or two guys. I like the matchup a lot if Marquette plays either USC or Michigan State. And I feel like you're getting a great number here at minus 135 because I feel like the money line is going to be closer to minus 170, minus 175 in that second round game. So Trig and I, uh, we have Marquette over one and a half wins or Marquette to make the sweet 16. Uh, We moved the number quite a bit uh, last night at a particular sports book up to minus 170. Then they ended up taking it off the board. They only took 1K at a clip from us. So uh, (laughs) I saw it back down at 135, 140 at uh, a couple other books, but uh, this is a play we like a lot. You know, I have a 50 to one ticket uh, in my pocket from January. Shaka and his uh, squad, full scores, man. They're playing some good hoop right now at the right time, Drew. And guards win games in March. And man, this team is full of them. CT, I have a question. And, and this is just because of the fake broadcaster in me. Uh, and I don't like to buy into narratives, but some people do. Shaka, only one win, only one. Do you think that that – does it bother you? Is it in the back of your head? I understand this Marquette team has been nails all season long, but that one win, uh, his first season at VCU, you talk about Izzo in March. He's almost the opposite of Izzo in March. Sure, and I think Trigg will probably agree with me. I, I take it one game at a time, one tournament at a time, one year at a time. I'm not too much of a – what happened in the past. I'm seeing this team right now. I've been talking about this team since what early January on this show. And I like the direction they're going. They were predicted ninth uh, to finish in the big East and look what they did. They won the big East regular title and and the tournament. I don't give a shit about, you know, what happened uh, in the, in past uh, March madness tournament. So to answer your question, no. And I'll just add one more thing there. I mean, it would, I mean, if Vermont wins, like, I'll just tip my cap, right? Like, Vermont's probably not going to win that game. But, uh, so basically, it comes down to, can you beat USC and Michigan State? USC and Michigan State, two teams I've been willing to fade all season. Not sure why I wouldn't want Marquette against them. So, that's really, like, I, I don't, I same with Chris. I don't buy into a lot of these narratives. Oh, the Mountain West isn't going to win a game this year, right? It's, it's very much year by year, and that's just another one. I mean, Marquette will be, be favored in both those games. They should get by Vermont. I I think it's a good bet, too. So, yeah. And I'll I'll add on um, CT. Marquette's a tough matchup on short notice, I feel. Um, And I I would guess that this was part of your handicap as well. As long as they get by Vermont, I think that it's even more difficult kind of matchup-wise because of the style that they play against USC or Michigan State winners. So in that second round, I'm probably going to bet them, you know, depending on the number. But 
I'll be on them in the second round anyway. Drew, I don't. I also don't think either one of those teams have an answer for uh, the Big East Player of the Year, and that's Tyler Kolick. Um, we've seen how outstanding he's he's been this year, and I don't see either one of those teams. Actually, I think USC actually might be a tougher matchup, uh, Treg, f- for Marquette because they got a couple of bigs that could maybe give Kolick a little bit of problem. I, I think Marquette will absolutely shred through Michigan State, a team who struggled to score all year long. Yeah, I mean, listen, to beat Marquette, you got to have guards that can handle the ball and bigs. And it's like the only team I've seen that I would just not want, like, not want to go against Marquette with is UConn because of their interior. I, I was at the UConn Marquette game that was in Hartford earlier this year, and I was like, and, and of course, UConn just demolished them. But then, I mean, Marquette also showed the ability to make the adjustment and, and played well against them. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. So uh, I was really impressed even in that game with how far Marquette, uh, how many Marquette was down that Shaka switched to a press, got back into it for a minute. They're a very versatile team. Uh, I, I'm with Chris. I think they're going to be a tough, I think they're gonna be very tough out in this tournament. I told him the other day I was, because I think I'll just, I think on this show I said, yeah, Marquette has no chance when he bet that 50 to one. Now I like, I've got like 24 to one on Marquette and I'm just like, man, I wish I listened to you. I'd love to have Marquette 50 to one right now. I think that's the best. I mean, that's amazing. If you got down on Marquette 50 to one, congrats. Cause that's a really good bet. Guys, we were going to go guns hot here on Thursday and Friday games, uh, just firing away. So feel free to come in, in the chat box, what you're looking to bet, what games you want to hear any of them on Thursday and Friday. We're all about it. Let us know in the reply section on the wager talk YouTube channel, what your final four is, who you're betting on Thursday, Friday, where you agree, where you disagree with us. All is welcome in the reply section. Thanks for watching on replay as well. Please smash that like button. Kelly, uh, I think I heard you or read on Twitter, West Virginia, you had circled. Of course, talking about Big 12, I got a stat for you. Um, They're 5-0 teams that get an out-large bid into the tournament with less, more than three games under 500 in conference play. And of course, they got the at-large bid. And five and zero in the first round, they're up against uh, Maryland in that eight nine matchup. That's early on Thursday too, so that one's getting right off the top. Is West Virginia one that uh, you're betting in any other games you want to hit? Yeah, West Virginia is my best bet, Drew. I actually was just okay. waiting for our uh, producer Chris to drop the clip so I could drop it. I feel bad because when we felt, you know, filmed the show, we had almost twenty four hours. Uh, for it to be live, and now we definitely don't. But I, I'm looking at how these two match up, right? I'm looking from the coaching matchup to the guard play to the defense. But where West Virginia really hasn't gotten the credit that they deserve because of probably playing in the Big 12 and what a gauntlet it is, is that offense. They can run, and they can run with the best of them, and I think that's what we're going to see here come tomorrow morning, bright and early I expect West Virginia to come out of the gate. I actually end up, end up taking uh, – we have to do a 9 through 12 seed uh, for our survivor for uh, Barstool. And I, I, West Virginia was the team that I said was my number one pick. And that is just because if you look at – and I hate to say what happened lately, but this is exactly what it is. You have Maryland limping into the tournament, winning one of their last four after going on an absolute tear, right? They – Besides some of their terrible play on the road, this team was great against the spread. And then you have this Mountaineers offense, which is, like you said, it's not been as great. They kind of got that out-large bid. Did they deserve it? I don't know. But this team 
putting up more than 74 points, which they will do against this Mountaineers offense. They're eight and one against the spread, seven and two straight up. I laid the two with them here. I didn't like that the, the money came against me. And I and I have to appreciate the Terps just a little bit on defense, but I do think that Bob Huggins is going to run away with this one. I have West Virginia by six. And I, I hate to say it, I know I took a lot of flack from Terrapins fans on uh, on Twitter for it yesterday when I said, hey, I'm already looking ahead uh, to that matchup versus Bama. Sorry in advance, uh, but I think that West Virginia is going to be able to get the best of this team here. And, and I was really happy that everybody hated that pick. Like it, like the breakdown too. And yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think there is something to that, guys. I mean, think about it. At-large teams that finish four games under 500 in conference play are 5-0 in the first round. It doesn't happen that often, but it makes sense of why those teams would be underrated. And West Virginia kind of checking that box. We got Charles asking, who are your upset specials on Thursday and Friday? CT Betch, Trig, you guys got any circled? Well, I'll, I'll jump in quick and I'll knock out two, kill two birds with one stone here because Cole asks about a couple games and I'm going to take one. And then I'm going to see if anyone else has. I think Kel might have an opinion in the other one. So I'll take Kent State, Indiana, which is, seems to be like a popular upset pick. Drew, I want I wanted so badly to make a case for Kent State in this tournament because they are a team that I followed closely this year. I've gotten to see them play in, in person a, a couple of times. Uh, they're, they are an outstanding team, and they play great defense. My only concern with them playing Indiana is their ability ability to defend without fouling. And the reason I say that is they're a little bit undersized, and Indiana comes in with a lot of size. And that right there might be what beats Kent State. So ultimately, as far as that game's concerned, I, I mean, Kent State absolutely has a chance. Um, from a, a betting perspective, I was hoping to, to get a, big, a bigger number. I think that that number is a little, that at four or whatever it is, is a little bit low. Um, because if if Indiana is just getting easy buckets, like they they could have trouble there. And Sincere Carey, as good as he is, Indiana is accustomed to seeing a guy like Sincere Carey throughout Big Ten play. Like he's a he's an outstanding player. But that's my only other concern with Kent State is they don't have uh, option number two and three and four aren't aren't quite as as consistent or quite as good. And if you if you go back through Kent State's season that's that's where they get in trouble when they get in a foul trouble or when they really need to rely on someone other than carry uh to to, to be the guy and, and that's what could happen here so i love this kent state team they play excellent team defense i'm i'm sure like if kent state comes in with a good game plan they'll win that game so if you want an upset special i i would have a hard time talk, talking you off of kent state but those are some of the reasons that i'm not going to bet the game if I was getting like seven, I'd probably consider, you know, taking a shot. But with with Kent kind of needing to win almost to cover that four, it's not as strong of a bet, but they certainly are capable of winning that game. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the Kent State side too. It's just I, I thought we were going to get a little bit bigger number, Trig. I really did, and, and you touched on that. Um, Indiana's a tough team, so that's what – I don't know. I'm still debating whether to get on uh, Kent State in the MAC. They were solid. Um, CT, did you want to hit any games here? 
Yeah, sure, Drew. I, I guess it, uh, the one that we just kind of talked about, or I talked about, and it would be the um, the U- who plays Marquette, if Marquette, assuming Marquette beats Vermont in the first round. Uh, and it's a game I'm looking at here. Uh, you know, I, everybody talking about Izzo, Izzo, Izzo. Um, I'm kind of looking the back and the Enfield and the USC Trojans in the, in this one, Drew. Um, the, the both really kind of similar teams here. And both kind of, both teams kind of get uh, good guard play, and I give the edge to USC uh, on the, uh, on the guards. I really do. And Andy Enfield, Drew, I think he's like nine and two ATS uh, it, it, against the spread in March Madness here. So everybody talking about how great uh, he literally is Izzo. He's the new Izzo in March. I'm with you, CT. I love I love USC tomorrow. Yeah, I, I really do too, Drew. Um, I mean, USC, when they have the ball, they re- they really get to the foul line really well. I know we kind of we saw a kind of a shit performance out, out of them uh, in the second round ver- versus Arizona State. But, Drew, I've watched this team a lot. I-, I think a reason why a lot of people are looking to back Michigan State, Drew, is because they're not up at – they're not crazy like Trig and I. They're not up at 11, 1130 at night watching late night Pac-12. Uh, the two of us are i think this team is really good they're they're very talented michigan state really really didn't impress me at all this year they really really struggled uh to score and they just shot 47.7 percent on two point field goals that's a problem drew that's it's it's about 300 nationally okay they can't get buckets inside the paint drew i like usc give me the points in this game yeah, it's actually a Friday game. I apologize. I said tomorrow because I'm just like yeah. brain fried. I like USC a lot. It is probably my third favorite play. And I do have them taking down Marquette, uh, but I'll try not to cheer for them too loud uh, because my bracket doesn't matter. CT's future well, that matters more. That is the that is the more likely team to beat Marquette. Like if, if, if Michigan State gets through there, I think Marquette yep, will destroy them because I, I – Saw a lot of games this year, a lot of different teams from a lot of different conferences. Was not impressed by Michigan State. Haven't been impressed by them all year. They, they, it'd be a USC or nothing for me there. And, and I have to say, I Andy Enfield was a guy I was wrong about. I didn't, I didn't think he was a great coach, and I take that back. I, I think he's had some impressive USC teams that I didn't think were going to be as good as they were over the past couple of years. And I'm kind of done doubting Andy Enfield. He's once again, exceeded expectations this year. And uh, I, I just, I, I am with you guys. I think they're the better team there. A big size advantage uh, for the Trojans too there, Drew. Absolutely. Good. Yeah, they're long for sure. For Sparty, yeah. We got um, Kevin saying biggest sleeper in the tournament. Um, anybody going off the wall here, like with a team nobody's really talking about? Everybody's uh, talking about him, but I'm going to take Iona. I don't think I that's the case, Kel. I, I, I actually don't, don't think that one's trendy at all. I think I, I, don't get your, so? no. I haven't heard anybody say it. No, no. I, I, I heard think, everyone has got UConn in the final four. I have not heard. Oh, any I don't have Iona. UConn in the final four. I have Iona beating them in the first round. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. I, 
Uh, that's it. That's well, I had somebody ask me earlier, so I was putting in some bets. Don't mind me while Chris was talking, but I'm <laughs> oh, gonna hit submit. Well, you know what'll happen, Chris? I'll forget you. to hit submit. I'll come back tomorrow. The games already have started, and then I'm like, uh, wait a minute. Oh, I thought and then I'd it for in... sure wins. When that happens, you, yes. you, you for sure win it. I yeah. cannot tell you how many times I love this <laughs> or this without clicking submit, and then I get really angry. Uh, but so I wanted to do that really first. So here's my thought process on this Iona team. Uh Rick Patino. Like, let's be honest, he he is. He has been coaching longer than I've been alive. And I think that there's a lot of, um, as I brought up with Chris, with certain narratives, whether it's Izzo in March, whether it's Andy, it doesn't matter. Whether it's Shaka Smart, it doesn't matter whether or not he's going to go take another job. Right now, the task in front of him is to beat Connecticut. And that's what he has in his mind. Now, granted, the only notable games that he's really played in this year, and this is where it gets kind of tough, New Mexico loss uh, in the pit, which is a tough place to play. And then he has an ugly home loss to Ryder uh, back in January. But basically, since his loss to Siena, Trigg's alma mater, this team has been on an absolute utter tear. And you could make a case that says, hey, since mid-February, Connecticut also went on a tear. They only just got beat up by uh, Marquette, CT's futures bet. I understand what Dan Hurley's been able to do in Soros, Connecticut, and that's awesome. This team rebounds really well. We know they have one of the best effective field goal percentages in the Big East. But I think Iona's really scrappy here. Not only do they have a decent size, right? They're not too small. Yes, Connecticut's really big, and there's going to be a lot to do about that. I think nine and a half points is way too many. Did I sprinkle a little bit on the money line? Just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. You know, you know what, this you know game, what I like this about game, it? Drew, this game yeah, yeah. is at MVP Arena, which is Sienna's home court, which has been a little bit of a house of horrors for Iona the last couple of years because Sienna has blasted them on this floor. Right, uh, but they but, played there. Because there's going to be a there. lot of talk, but there's gonna be a lot of talk yep. about sighted, sight lines, right? And I actually got mm-hmm. some really good stats from uh, Ralph Michaels from today's bet on it if we have time. I think there's a lot to be made of. Have you played in that arena before? Is Are you feeling comfortable? And I think that is going to be an advantage to yeah. Iona. Kel, Iona plays there every single year. So that's a good point. Connecticut's good, uh, KV. But what I, another point I like about Iona, and I'm just looking at it now, like when they did kind of step up in class, if you will, against Santa Clara, Hofstra, St. Louis, New Mexico, which you brought up, they, they didn't get blown out. You know, they were in it, you know, maybe they lost by like six, eight, ten points. Mm-hmm. And that's if I'm looking for kind of a sleeper way off the radar, you want a team to kind of hang around. They are checking that box. That that goes a long way for me. I think they beat Alabama last year, and it's like all the same guys. It's it's entirely the same oh, team. I think you're Iona, right. Yeah, I Iona has that, up, but that does sound familiar. Oh, Iona's almost the same team. I mean, they have a lot of guys that have been there for now a couple of years, and they I think they beat Bama and they they played with another they they you're right, Drew. They do tend to play up to the big name and, and play well against the big name. It's a good point. Absolutely. We got um what uh, other sleepers here, biggest upset um anybody else liking anything kind of off the radar here outside of iona that is off the radar we got to give kelly that i i got one but i'll let chris go first and you can come back to me if he's got anything i, I mean for i was telling trig today i i really don't know how many cinderellas we're gonna see this year i i, I really don't i think that you know it's really wide open we've talked about that right i think there's 10 to 15 teams that have a legit shot at this thing drew right Mm-hmm. But I also think that those 10 to 15 teams are so head over heels better than these uh, these mid-majors 
that I, I don't know what we're going to see. I, I really don't have one team. And again, I don't do the bracket, but like I'm looking at the games and I, I don't really see one of them into the sweet 16 or, or the elite eight. Like we we've seen in years past. I kind of think that we might see uh, this tournament be a little bit chalky to be honest. CT bets. I, I want to piggyback off of that. I was going to bring this up later in the show, but one of my favorite prop bets to make in the, in March madness. And I used to go on the other side of this is will a 14 to 16 seed win in, in the first round. So think about that guys. It's three yep. versus 14, two versus 15 and one versus 16. Will any of those, you know, one, two or three seeds lose. And this this bet has changed so much, CT, in the last like three or four years, because I used to bet, yes, one of them will. And now, yes, is minus 300. The yes is? The yes is minus 300? Yeah. Dude, I kind of like the no on that. I know. Oh, my gosh. The the, the 314 matchups this year, um, Baylor is a a three. Gonzaga. They're going to smash. Baylor's going to smash. Both of those. Kansas State. And and K State, okay. Yeah. The only Probably. slip up I could see, and there's still, I think, a 13 point favorite is is Xavier over Kennesaw, right? Trig, is that, that that's the other one? Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, Chris, I'd be more concerned with the, with one of the twos losing than than the you, three. Like the the, the the two seat. Does like, I'll, anybody think that Colgate can buy any I, I, like figment of the imagination beat? Texas? All right. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break down the Colgate Texas game because I I do think there's a chance. Now I'm gonna. I do think there's a I'm chance. I'm just saying I took well, the points with Colgate. I, I, agree, I have not yes. missed the money line. Greg, here's agree. here's there's so a chance. That, that's not the yeah. your 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 yeah. boy went to the Patriot League final last week. That's why I was not on the show. And I have a buddy at Colgate, and it was really cool. I got to hang out after, talk to some of the players. I got to talk to Coach Langle for a little bit, and I just got to. I have so I have to point out a couple of things. One. Very mature, very impressive group of kids. A lot of them are upperclassmen. A lot of them have now had multiple NCAA tournament games under their belt. If you remember last year, they hung around with Wisconsin, lost by seven. Two years ago, they had a 14-point lead against Arkansas. They ended up getting killed, but the, the reality is they were up big in that game. And one of their players said, you know, we didn't really know how to handle that, like, being, like, having that lead. We, like, it, it just... You know, we th- everything was going our way, and then it wasn't, and Arkansas went on like a 19-0 run and blew them out. Now, I guess that's my concern for them against Texas because Texas, like Arkansas, very athletic, and that's where if Colgate gets killed, it's gonna be it's gonna be because Texas is just able to get whatever they want because their bigs are a little bit soft, and Texas has athletes for days, and they might just they they might just be too athletic. But Texas just won the Big 12 tournament, and I like to fade teams that just won their conference tournament in the first round of the NCAA tournament because it's just it's been a decent fade over the years. Now, Colgate, like I said, you have a lot of upperclassmen that this is going to be their last chance. They they made a point to say they're not happy to they're not they they're past the point of being like happy to play in the NCAA tournament. They really want to win a game. So I, I think you've got a team that's focused. And I love the fact their coach told me, he said, we don't really run an offense that like we don't have a set offense everything is read what the defense does and adapt to it very little dribble it's it's pass get rid of it and take a shot and those shots tend to go in they're the number one three-point shooting percentage team in the country they their field goal percentage 
is as good as any team in the country. Now, they play in the Patriot League. That's that's noteworthy, right? They're not seeing athletes like the caliber of Texas. Drew Martin bets Auburn Tigers beat them by 30 earlier this year, right? So it's like, that's a concern. But CT Betts and I were at a Texas-Baylor game a couple weeks ago where Baylor hit everything, and it was just like an onslaught. And Baylor, it was yeah, like... Yeah, but for the first half, it wasn't. For the first right. half, Texas came to play. Uh, for the first I, 10 minutes. For the first okay. few minutes, but the, the yeah. theoretically, Keontae George went out of that game. Like, Chris and I looked at each other and were like, we're screwed here. And it didn't matter because Baylor, they just kept getting open threes and knocking them down. So, Texas, like, this is just, I'm saying, like, this is the path to victory for Colgate. They tend to get open threes. Like, they find themselves in open, and, and they're very quick with how they shoot. Like, it's as soon as someone's open, they, they're they ready to take the shot, and they make a lot of them. And, it you know, we, we see this every year where a team gets hot and just shoots the lights out and wins a game like this. Colgate's probably the team that can do it. Now, could they lose by 30? Yeah, like, it's possible, but they at least have the makeup to go out and, and give someone a hard time. They can make they can make shots. They can potentially shoot over Texas's defense. Like now Texas is really athletic and long and they're going to defend well, but their ability to move the ball and get open shots is going to give Colgate a chance. And if those shots are falling and now, you know, I don't trust Rodney Terry like I trusted Chris Beard to like rally the troops. Like Texas might be looking around down if they're looking around down 15, I like that would be a little bit more concerning than a team that, like, you know, is, is a bit a little bit more leadership on it. So I I, I think Colgate's going to have a chance. I, I really do. True. So what was the what was the no on that? Uh, the plus. Okay, so it's uh, will a fourteen to sixteen seed win in round of sixty four? Yes, minus three hundred. No, plus two forty. I can't. I like the no, true. I so do. do. I. I really I do. Yeah. I, I. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna bet that. Because yeah, I, plus I mean, two forty. It's a good bet. Yeah. Yeah. Plus two forty. Think about that, guys. If you're new to sports betting, risk hundred to win two hundred and forty dollars, and I guess we would need twelve teams to win all the one seeds. Yep. Yeah. All the, the one seeds, seeds are winning. There's no sixteen over one. I'll just throw that out. Yeah. So I, all the one seeds are. Gonna yeah. Win. I'm not worried. I mean, we've only happened, happened one other lifetime. time, and that yeah. was. Or in, uh, ever. UMBC. Yeah. yeah so I, listen, that's fine. But we do know those five twelves uh, have been really good. 16 and seven against the spread actually drew the Kelly, 12 seeds since yeah, they've five been years. Great. We're not, so that they wouldn't be involved. Uh, yeah. Right. That's what I mean. So, that's yeah. where we know the biggest matchups right. really are. Agreed. The twelves have been money. Cal, right. someone asked about Drake Miami. Do, do you have an opinion on that one? Cause I don't yeah, I took really Miami. Know. I sent you guys that last night. I got some good Intel and the line didn't move. I guess I didn't tell enough people with enough money. Uh, I hammered it. <laughs> Listen, if big man's back and Nigel Pack is close enough to 100%, I think Duke could get run out of the gym. I think the line is is very short, and that's why everybody is getting really trendy about Drake. I'll be honest with you. haven't watched a single Drake game all year long. Uh, and when this one opened three and a half, I said, well, this is, this is weird. What's going on here? Then I realized, um, and I'm going to butcher his last name, and I don't have it open. Omir. Omir, thank you. Omir, Omier, Omir, I didn't know if it was French, uh, is going to be back. And Nigel Pack is going to play against a Drake team that, hey, listen, they had a hell of a run 
in the Missouri Valley Conference this year. And sometimes the cream really rises to the top. I know the ACC has not been great. Uh, but listen, that Duke final score in the um, ACC tournament was a little fraudulent. Uh, Omir went out, what, two minutes into the game. I didn't unfortunately get to watch all of it. I caught snippets of it going from winery to winery. Uh, but we know Miami, if the threes are falling, it's going to be a long day for Drake. Yes, they defend the three ball pretty well, uh, but not like what we see uh, from the guards on the Canes. And also, they're going to get out-rebounded all day long, not only from the uh, just the amount of boards that Miami gets, and that's what they really, really try to hone into, but Drake is one of the smallest teams in college basketball. I'm not saying Miami's big by any means, but Drake is is a bunch of little guys in retrospect. I Miami's think very well coached under Larry Nega as well. And guys, I, I don't know, looking at the bracket here, Kelly, to uh, Austin's point, I mean, that's where Houston's the one seed. And of course, we know one of their best players has a question mark in terms of his health. I keep hearing he's going to play as well. They didn't play him against Memphis because why? Why would you play him against Memphis? Yeah. Why would you risk trotting him out there to get hurt? You already had the one seed all but locked up. They probably knew enough to know that they were going to get the Midwest bracket as well. Yeah. It's kind of just one of those things where it was it was more so Houston. I wouldn't say I don't think they cared. I don't, I don't, yeah, think, I don't they think, think they cared. It's not like they gifted it they, to Miami, but it, if you watched 10 minutes of that game, you could kind of tell. They, they just weren't that into it. Memphis, yeah. I mean, Memphis versus FAU is a good handicap as well. Go ahead, Drake. Um, I, I think the ACC teams are going to be kind of undervalued. It feels like the Pac-12 a couple years ago where everyone's like, oh, this conference is so bad, and, and, and then all the Pac-12 teams won. I'm not saying they're all going to win, but we already started it with Pitt. Pitt gets it done last night, knocks off Mississippi State. Kel's right. Miami seemed that number seems a little bit short. Missouri Valley's not not the Missouri Valley of like the Wichita State days. Like it's it, you know, Loyola Chicago left that conference. It's a little bit watered down from what it used to be. Um, and then there's one that, you know, I kind of lean Virginia. Everyone likes Furman, but Virginia's a tough, tough matchup. So the the ACC teams, I, I wouldn't just go full blown fade the ACC because they didn't have a good season. Because the ones that are around are are probably a little bit short based uh, based on that. Does seem like Furman's a little bit of a trendy pick, and we got Kate in the house saying Charleston. They're right there in that little uh, that little group, if we will. Uh, Charleston, San Diego State. Uh, talk about contrasting styles. In that, that one's one. gotten bet up quite a bit already, Drew. I I missed the uh, the good number. Open four was it? Now mm. it's almost six, pretty much on the wager talk odd screen. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's five. Uh, is it five? I'm seeing five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you're right. It did open four. Uh, I, I I lean San Diego State there. The only thing that I I thought about a little bit San Diego State traveling down to Orlando, Charleston. Right, they're right there. Right, their driving distance. That, that team's been on fire, but. Um, San Diego State length, and they could they could really fill it up. I kind I kind of like San Diego State there. I mean, that's the, another Mountain West. You know, I how much are we bring? I know Trig said you know year to year doesn't matter. I know they're zero seven their last seven tournament <laughs> well, games. At some point, it starts to matter. Drew, you're talking about bets you used to make every single year when I worked at the Las Vegas Review Journal. I would. We would do these shows, and I'd walk right up to the counter, whichever sports book we were at. And I'm like, "Give me the under season win totals." And the year, I, the last year, I bet it was under four and a half wins, and they had one win. It was the easiest bet I've ever made in my entire life, like zero sweat. Do you like I any like other of those conference wins? Those those are fun to bet too. Like any Big Twelve conference wins? 
the Big 12 is tough because I think everybody knows now, okay, they're the best yeah. conference. And so when you had to have that, uh, the ACC, Trig just kind of said he was down on them. I'd be kind of curious to see uh, what their conference win total would be. Oh, no, I would take the over with the ACC because everyone's down on the ACC. That's what I mean. I, I think kind of like they'll... almost fade the perception, if you will. Okay. And I'd probably take the over with the Big Ten because I, I really think that there's there's – some decent teams in the Big Ten that are that are still out there. Purdue's still going to be a tough out. I don't love them as a as a one C, but they're still going to probably win a few. All games. right, so we've only got a few minutes left, and this is one I said we've like I've done every show today, and we beat every single game like over the head. There's one game we haven't talked about: CT, UC Santa Barbara, Baylor, ten and a half. Yeah, uh, I saw the Gauchos play this uh, this past <laughs> Saturday night. And um, they, I don't know. They they really uh, they suck. You can say it. They're not. The thing here is, Kel, that I I thought to myself is, how is Santa Barbara going to be able to stop the Bears' perimeter offense? I I, I don't know how. Right. Uh, Baylor ranks twenty uh, second in the country in three at the three point rate, and Santa Barbara is like two hundred and. 20th, I think I saw an opponent three point field goal percentage. That's a light bulb, light bulb right right there. I think the, the three elite guards are going to be too much for the Gauchos to handle there. Um, and I actually like the Bears coming off uh, the extra rest. We know they, they went out in the first round of the Big 12 championship. They, uh, they've they had over a week's worth of rest there to to get their heads right. I, I think Baylor's going to to smash them. They, like, so Trey, do I. They, they suck. They like suck. And they, the Big they, West is not good this year in my opinion they have teams with good records that are, are just not that good that's yeah and the gauchos uh their schedule is absolute crap baylor playing in the big 12 absolutely beat each other up every single night and it's by far the toughest conference to play okay so i want to touch on that so, so it is the toughest conference and like yeah okay well and you've got you've got tons of injuries you've got tired legs that is kind of my question. If the Big 12 was such a gauntlet, which we're all pretty much saying it was, how does that fare for teams in March? I mean, the Big 10 always used to have trouble with this. When they had like all these good teams, they would they would come out and struggle in the in the tournament, but I I I I mean, I still like a lot of these Big 12 teams like to to win games. They're just there's just a lot of good teams there and it's not a top-heavy league. There's only 10 teams. They're very good top to bottom. Even the teams that aren't in the tournament from the Big 12, like I, you know, Oklahoma State was still a pretty good basketball team. So I I think there's going to be a couple Big 12 teams at the end when it's all said and done. I, I'm in that camp too, Kelly. I, I think that gets over overblown a little bit sometimes. Like, oh, it was such a gauntlet. You're going to be tired at the end. I don't I know, man. These are 19 to 23-year-old kids. You do hear a lot of narratives, right? And I just had somebody tweet me, and they're like, oh, you like Nevada tonight. Oh, everybody on ESPN. It's because everybody on ESPN liked Arizona State. And I'm like, hey, do you think I watch ESPN jokes on you? Also, too, <laughs> that's because that's who that's what their job is. They're the, they're the general public. They're not – enthralled within the game they're not friends with uh people that do this for a living and get great information or are on the other side of the counter if you will i mean there's a lot of uh of always interesting uh i guess storylines you could call it and i think i want to fade most of those yeah yeah i mean i i think you do i think you do okay doing that like if you were just to like some of the, the narratives like that i think you'd probably do all right 
first one seed to lose. Pro- Anybody got probably Bam, that, probably but... Bama to West Virginia. That feels it feels right. I don't know yeah. if one was going to lose in that. I love like, it. I love it. See, I, I, I say Kansas. Yeah, just the West, yeah. the region of death. Ooh. Like, look, look who they, they could be up against. Arkansas, and then UConn, and then UCL. I don't know. It's just a tough well, road Drew, for Kansas. Well, Drew, Kansas is one of, like, the trendiest picks to win the whole thing. And it is so hard to win one of these back-to-back that I kind of agree with you. I'd, I'd be willing to be anti-Kansas in this tournament. I still think Baylor – I still all season thought Baylor and Texas were, were the, the superior teams in the Big 12. And Kansas just kind of, like – Kansas just kind of like they're early in the year. Kansas State beat them. So what does that mean? Baylor if beat, them? beat Baylor, Baylor both times, and Baylor's one of the more superior teams. Oh, K State beat Baylor. I, listen, if Kansas State can get through Montana State, Montana State's not going to be a, a slouch. Like they got murdered they by Texas Tech last year. They will probably give themselves a, a better showing with a lot of those guys back. But Kansas State could be dangerous if they get through that first game. Hey, Drew, I got a, a best bet, and it's a, a team that a lot of people have been asking about how far you think that we think they're going to go, and we haven't touched on it. Um, and my best bet for the show and for Thursday and Friday is Gonzaga minus 15. Um, the CT Zaga tour continues, okay? Uh, they're outscoring opponents by 14.5 points per game. Uh, they put up 87.5 points per game, which is number one in the land, the number one offense in the land. And I think uh, a big problem for the Lopes is going to be that they only shoot about 50% uh, from inside the arc. So their only path to victory, Drew, is going to be shooting the lights out from deep, which I don't see happening. The Zags are pretty much uh, the lo- a bigger scale of, of the Lopes. So pretty much the Lopes on, on steroids uh, is the way to put it, re- really. Uh, I won't be surpri- surprised to see them hanging around for, for a little while, but the experience of uh, Mark Few, uh, Drew Timmy, Julian Strother, uh, who makes more three balls than any other member of the Bulldogs, they're just going to be too much for the Lopes to handle in the second half. Um, I- I've been talking about the Zags for a few weeks now, and you know I've said this a few times. Everybody thought the sky was falling because they had five losses this year, uh, and those three losses – or three out of the five losses were to Purdue, Texas, and Baylor. Um, not sure if anybody remembers, but they beat the shit out of the number one team going into the, uh, the the tournament, which is Alabama, the number one seed. They beat the shit out of them in December at Bama. Uh, I like the Zags going very far, uh, and they're a Final Four team for me uh, coming out of the West. Good Zag. I like a good breakdown there, CT Bets. We got Gordon in the house saying he's off to bed in Scotland. Well, thanks for watching on the other side of uh, the pond there. He likes Arizona State tonight and Texas A&M 200 to 1. Absolutely, guys. We got that going from right here on the hustle about five, six weeks ago, if you were watching. So thanks for tuning in here. Smash that like button. We are brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer.com. Use the promo code Hustle20 at checkout. It takes 20% off of your order. Viva Tequila Seltzer, refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer, 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Guys, if you don't like hangovers, try a Viva Tequila Seltzer, Viva Tequila Seltzer. Dot com hustle 20 takes 20 percent off your order we got best bets ct starting us off but does anybody else want to throw anything else out before we get to best bets i'll throw something out and then i'll just go into my best bet so kel okay. can wrap it up uh, i wanted to just read off because like a lot of people ask for bracket this that so i'm just going to read off the futures that ct and i have and the prices we have them at so just so you can 
because I love all of them, and you can just advance these teams into your bracket until you have to make a decision on which one knocks the other one out, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we have Houston. I think we have it at 12-1. to 1. Uh, I, I still think they're the best team in the country as long as Sasser is available. Uh, we took Baylor early in the season. Probably not the best number we could have got there, but I agree with Chris uh, in terms of, like, they just embarrassing end to the regular season for them. I kind of think Baylor is a little bit rejuvenated coming into the season, so I still or into the tournament, so I still like them. We talked about Marquette. Chris got 50 to 1. I got a little bit of a worse number, but I like Marquette. I got 30 to 1 on UConn mid-February. I, I, I still think that that's a, a decent bet. They've got a tough first round game with Iona, but if they get through that, uh, they, they could make a, a, a bit of a run. The other teams we have Texas, Tennessee, and am I missing one, Chris? Or is that basically it? That was it. Texas and Tennessee. Right. Texas yeah. and Tennessee. Uh, so those are just, I, I said I would give them out in, as opposed to bracket. In, like I said, advance those as far as you want. I still think that all of those teams are probably the teams that go deep in this tournament. Um, as uh, Florida Atlantic plus three or plus two and a half. I'm sorry. I gave out to my clients earlier this week as a 4% play. I tweeted out my breakdown on this game. Uh, so go over to my Twitter at top play SI uh, to get the full breakdown on that. I'm not going to rehash. I've done it on like every show today. Uh, so I won't waste any more time, but I do. That is a, a client play for me, Florida Atlantic, just to touch on another game. And I'll make my best bet for the show Baylor. I'll lay any number. I think they absolutely murder Santa Barbara. I'm sure CT and I ha will have a little team ticket on that this weekend when we're hanging out. I may even wear my Baylor zip-up on Friday because it's green and it's St. Patrick's Day. Uh, so Baylor Bears to, to romp over Santa Barbara will be my best bet for the show. Good breakdown there, Trig. We got, um, I guess, for teams I'm looking to advance, guys, in the bracket, Utah State over Missouri. It's not really an upset, but a 10 over a 7. Um Another team, if you're kind of looking to advance teams that I like, I mean, touched on Texas A&M at the seven seed. They got a tough draw against Penn State. I feel like both teams kind of uh, a little bit better than their seeding, if you will. But that Texas-Texas A&M possible matchup in the second round. I like Texas A&M to advance a while. Um, in Arkansas as well in the 8-9, if you're looking for a real big upset, kind of looking at the second round action, it would be Arkansas over Kansas, the one seed in the West region. I think Arkansas is a really good team there as well. But for my best bet, we talked about it. We almost had like a little bit of a group kind of handicap there. And I'm going back to it. Uh, bet it personally here. Will a 14 to 16 seed win in the round of 64? Win in the first round. So that means a one, two, or three seed. Will they lose? And I'm saying no. Plus 240. Uh, risk 100 to win 240. So a big kind of swing for the fences here, guys. Big plus price. Plus two forty, a one two. I like or it, three. I really, I love that. No, normally, yeah. I would tell you that you're crazy and that's a terrible bet. I, I yeah. really like it. At that price, that is an absolutely great bet. At that price, that numbers, not teams, right? That's the yeah. uh, name yeah, of the game. Yeah, I know. I, it's, it's. I'm looking at it, going, "Ooh, you got a couple of scaries, but uh, if you can get through the tough ones, I, I would have to say, I think you got some good value there, Drew." Well, thanks, Kelly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was saying uh, what bet numbers, not teams. I know uh, it's one of your slogans here. Follow her on Twitter at Kelly in Vegas, Barstool Sportsbook, wagertalk.com. Kelly, any final thoughts and uh, best bet before we shut this down? Uh, my best bet is West Virginia. I actually just asked Chris, where the hell is my video? If he's watching this, Chris, please cut that on at best bet so I can post it on Instagram. Uh, so what I've got for the next two days, Vermont plus 10 and a half. 
Uh, I have Iona plus nine and a half, West Virginia minus two, Miami minus two, USC plus two, Colgate plus 13 and a half, Utah State minus one and a half. And then I have a great number, which I feel bad. Uh, I have seven and a half with Oral Roberts. I bet that earlier in the week. So I kind of feel guilty giving it out uh, right now. And then I have FAU plus two, uh, Trigg's best bet. Uh, I was a little late to the party, but not completely late because I think this one's headed to one. So, Kelly, I, would, I got to ask. I would you take anything up to purposes. pick with FAU. I would take anything up to pick with Florida Atlantic. I think. Okay. Like, what was that, Drew? Record keeping purposes. Uh, yes. Can, Best can we back, pick West one Virginia. Or? Oh, West Virginia. All yes. right. All Sorry, right. we talked about it right at the beginning of the show. So that's why I just wanted to take my last minute and just give you guys everything I played. Love it. I'll put it out on Twitter. I got to do a TikTok. I got like 10 more things to do uh, before the end of the show. Love it, Kelly. No, great breakdown as always. Anything else, guys, before we shut this down? I'm on Nevada tonight uh, as well. I, yep. I guess you and Trig talked about it on, on shows today, but I told Trig last night that I, I like him and I'm going to take the the team with the much more offensive uh, identity. I'll back the more proven team to score. Oh, Arizona State's out of control, uh, very undisciplined. So I, I like the Wolfpack uh, and I'll offer to get it done tonight and win outright, Drew. I'll answer, 16. Drew, I'll answer Jake Roll's questions real quick. Arizona, another one of those teams that just won their conference tournament. I think I'd be willing to oppose them in, on the first weekend. All bets are off. Once you get to the Sweet 16, it's totally different. But they they really, you know, they beat UCLA. They went, it was a, they exerted a lot of energy uh, to get that done over the weekend. Um, and I yeah, would that was a hell of a Ari- game. I was on the other side yeah. of it. So Ari- Arizona's uh, going to be a, a fade for me first yeah. weekend. Game for the game, city for the game. Plus yeah, two plus and a half. Two. I, I have two and a half uh, right now at the Barstool Sportsbook. There's uh, two so and a half I, out there still. So. Yeah, there's plenty of two and a halves out there, guys. Uh, and I agree with CT. Nevada's been really good to me almost all season long. I've done really well in the Mountain West, so hopefully it can kind of turn it around here because I have been ice cold. Me as well, but it's getting hot now. March Madness yeah, but is Usually when us. I go on vacation – like vacation KIV sees the board really oh, yeah. clearly and I sit down in the morning and I do my games and I bet them and I'm off for the day and I don't let anything distract me. Unlike sitting in my office, that was not the case in Napa. It was just ice, 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 ice. At Kelly Vegas on Twitter, Kelly Stewart, Barstool Sportsbook, wagertalk.com. Check out Trig at wagertalk.com, at TopFlightSI on Twitter and at CTBets16. That's where you can find Chris Thurston, check out VivaTequilaSeltzer.com. Use the promo code HUSTLE20 at checkout and check out wagertalk.com. A lot of free plays up and available, guys. I am Drew Martin. Smash that like button. Feel free to reply below. We'll answer any questions on next week's show. Let us know what you're betting as well. And enjoy the next two days of March Madness action. For Kelly, Adam, Chris, I'm Drew. Thanks for tuning in. Cash those tickets.